welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. I am bringing you a very special guest that has actually touched my heart personally uh, through his story. Mike Ray Anderson. Uh, he is an actor. He's award-winning. He's a filmmaker and a director, as well as an author and spokesperson for juvenile justice um, and mass incarceration. Uh, he is known for the Mike Ray Anderson story, A Polished Soul, um, as well as TV Fusion's Ferguson and Mike it's great to have you on a new podcast. How are you doing tonight? Doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on here. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I, I want to say, you know, before I met you, mm-hmm. I had never met anybody that has been through what you have been through. Um, and, and for our audience wondering, well, what has he been through? Um <laughs> Mike was on death row and he's sitting here in front of us today and he's successful. He's successful in what he's doing and he's making a difference and impacting many lives. Mike, can you share with us your story? You don't have to get too detailed, um, but where you come from and what triggered you personally to want to change your life? and help others sure sure i'm always a, i always say i'm an open book to everybody so i wrote my book and put it on amazon um <clears throat> so as a child growing up i grew up in a dysfunctional family a dysfunctional household that was domestically it was domestic violence uh plagued household my father is a um former african-american vietnam vet that suffered ptsd came home was diagnosed with it but never treated for it pretty much thrown back out into the streets like a lot of people are when they are uh, medically diagnosed with something that can be a psychological problem. Right, right. <clears throat> so he, he became real abusive. Uh, we, we He met my mother in Germany, married her. We, he was uh, stationed in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which is right next to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he pretty much would, you know, lose his mind sometimes and uh, abuse my mother, abuse us as kids. And um, growing up in the household, it kind of like took an impact on my life because I became very resentful in a lot of things in right. life. Um, you know, coming from a interracial relationship where growing up as a biracial kid, it was kind of hard, you know, growing up because I was actually living in a environment or living in a um, neighborhood that they didn't accept my mom. So we had me and my brothers had to fight for my mom almost every day until they finally respected my mother, you know, being a German white lady. And they like literally fell in love with my mom later on. But my father's love for my mother wasn't as deep as the neighborhood was. So he kind of like, you know, abused her. And just seeing that and, 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 and being held at gunpoint at one point when I was a young child by my father and having to go uh, live in a domestic violence shelter for a whole summer, all that stuff impacted me as a child. I was young, didn't know how to process it. So by the time I hit my teens, I started selling drugs when I was a 14-year-old in high school, I mean, uh, middle school. Um, ran the streets after I got out of high school. 
And by the time I was 19 years old, I ended up in the Cumberland County Jail in Fayetteville, North Carolina, facing the death penalty plus life plus 60 years. Now, yeah, how do you face that and even think about your life as a teenager? Well, as I stayed in the Cumberland County Jail for three years waiting for trial, they finally came to me and told me, look, we're gonna execute you. Or if you take this plea bargain for life sentence, you could probably save your life. So in 1993, I had to take a plea bargain for life. And then I ended up <clears throat> in the North Carolina Department of Corrections with a life sentence, wondering what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I'm the child of somebody that was a, 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 a African-American Vietnam vet. It was also affected by the Agent Orange, you know, so, you know, he was PTSD diagnosed. And then my mother, she grew up in Germany she was in the concentration camps back when they had the concentration camps because she wasn't a full-bred German. She watched her grandmother get executed, got shot in the head by SS soldiers. And then my father watched his brother get lynched And you know, while he was young. What is this in me that has to be born by me having a life sentence in prison? I had no idea what it was until I finally was able to think and sit down. I started writing poetry. I started writing things and realizing that I was a creative person. So while I was serving my life sentence, I did a lot of creative things. I wrote plays, I wrote books, I was in talent shows, but throughout the course of the 17 years that I served on that life sentence, I got two college degrees, I wrote plays, I did, like I said, pr performing talent shows. We got what we call the prison Grammy five years in a row as a rap group that I had in, in, in prison and you know, I was displaced. I was ostracized. I was wondering what, what what's in store for me in my life until later on I started having dreams. Now, I started having these dreams that were what I call high definition dreams versus the dreams that are, you know, uh, real, real blurry and, and, and fuzzy. You wonder what they're all about. To me, that's just about your, your, your psyche suppressing things, things that you live through, right. through, through the day. But, but my high defi definition dreams, I call them high def dreams, HDD, were actually the dreams that were showing me what I, I was gonna be involved with in the future. TV shows, magazines, radio shows. Um, everybody used to think I was crazy, cause mind you, in 1990, I got locked up for second degree murder. Got out on bond, a $25,000 bond for a murder I didn't do. I sold a gun that was involved with it, but I never snitched. So they was trying to pin me with the murder. And seven months later, after I got out on bond, I was in a situation where I was protecting my life and my best friend's life and got locked right back up for first degree murder and attempt murder. Oh. Hence, face, exactly. Hence facing the death penalty plus life plus You know years. what? What's, <laughs> You're a godsend. You know well, God, that? God, God, God was a godsend to me. So, <laughs> and, and you are you know, to the world, Mike. And you know, I, re I received that because by the end of the day, the high definition dreams that I have with me being you know, on TV and all this other stuff, there was one dream that I had that I remember that changed my mind about who I'm supposed to be. And I, in this dream, I was walking down a dimly lit, lit hallway mm -hmm. that actually looked like the cell blocks I was in. And as I was walking towards this door, it opened up and a big shining light came out. But at the same time the shining light came out, small hands of different hues came out and all i heard was help me help me help me and it showed me that i was supposed to be a helper to the youth 
So, like, literally, after serving those 17 years, getting two college degrees, um, doing several, like, nine different vocational trades, like plumbing, heating, and air, just staying in school for, like, 13 years out of the 17 years, um, and then going into other situations where I was a, a inmate mentor, a tutor for GED. I raised the test scores, like, by 68%. Um it was then that the North Carolina Department of Corrections decided to give me a parole hearing like 15 years later and say, we're going to put you on this program called MAP, which is Mutual Agreement Parole Plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to let you go because you're not supposed to be in here. I stayed in fracture free the whole sentence, became a model inmate. And it was like, there's something about you. We feel like we got to let you go. And I knew what it was. It was God telling them, yo, you got to let my son go because he got he got some work to do. You know oh yeah. Well, I can tell oh, you this yeah. right now. You're a child of orange and you're successful. I'm a child of orange. Age exactly. orange. Exactly. And um you're very inspirational to me. Very inspirational that. to me. And, and you as uh, well likewise. I love what you're doing with this thank show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I think it's important to spread a message of hope where in a world where people are lost in the chaos. Exactly. Especially with social media. But if you're going to be on social media, why not put this out there? Save somebody's life. You know? Exactly. And, they, you hardly ever hear these success stories. You always hear, oh, man came home after 20 years of incarceration and messed up. This guy did this. They shouldn't have never let him out or whatever. But you never hear about those of us, because I'm not the only success story. You know, you never hear about those of us that come home and decide to make make our wrongs right we right our wrongs you know what i'm saying amen amen uh that that puts hope back into the world now i i i have to ask um can, can i i know that you used god to to raise a you know above everything and and um tell us about how you got into acting when you got out um, because I, I know it's, it's great. Everybody can be so creative, but so many people just don't know what to do with it, how to put yeah. it to work for themselves. And I think that's a message to get out there. Well, the first thing is believe in yourself. Um, believe in yourself because God believes in you. Um, God chose you for a purpose and just believe in yourself. No matter what everybody tells you, you know, there's some people that thought I was crazy when I told them my dream and they was like, you tripping. You need to you need to keep working at a restaurant. You need to stay there, you know, because that's 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 a that's a job. And to me, I was just like, you know what? You know, I think about the story um in scripture that talks about burying your talents. And God God told me, he said, All right, I'll let you go. Now what you gonna do? What you gonna do, little homie? And <laughs> I yeah, I kept hearing that voice. I kept hearing that voice like little homie. Like yeah, <laughs> like okay, OG, you know, I mean, you know, my, my I call God my OG, my original God, but he's my big OG because he like directs me in a way that nobody can ever understand and he gives me the opportunity to always believe in myself. He he doesn't say just believe in me. He's like believe in you too. Because if you don't believe in you, you don't think you're capable of doing what it is that you want to do. So when I was in kindergarten, this is how it sparked. This is the seed that was planted. When I was in kindergarten, they had a Christmas play, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now we know that's all fantasy, but right. <laughs> I I played Rudolph. And 
I went back and I looked at how happy I was and how good I did. And um, like I played Rudolph, like I really had a red nose and I was a reindeer for real, <laughs> for real. And then I look back at that and I'm just like, yo, you killed that. But then I thought about it. I said, well, so who was Rudolph? Rudolph was that misfit. He was that dude that nobody understood. He was that dude that society shunned and ostracized <laughs> yeah. because he was different. He was a misfit. He had a red nose. He was a reindeer. But at the end of the day, what was he chosen for? He was chose to lead Santa's group, his crew. Because he became of the leader. His yeah, because of his his difference and his misfitness. If that's a word. I'm a poet, so I make up words. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it was just like, okay, how did I feel in that moment? I felt I felt, I was able to glorify God and be glorified by man because of God, what he did for me with my talent. I said, so if that talent existed in kindergarten, that talent exists now. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go after it. And then I started doing things, and not just that, but I also became the filmmaker because I know how to create a story. Right. I know how to write something. So my first film that I shot after being home for only a year and a half or two was Stray. It was about a bullet in the head of a drug dealer. And he was trying to tell the drug dealer, you could have been anything you wanted to, but you chose to be a drug dealer. And so the bullet was personified. And it was called Stray, which is, you know, a stray bullet. But at the right. same time, it was an acronym for showing truth, reaching all youth. Stray, S-T-R-A-Y. And when I, I created it, yeah, yeah. So when I created it, it was like it became a local award-winning film. And it showed me the dreams that I had in high definition were premonitions and true manifestations right. of who I was supposed to be. So I, I went hard. I went all in because I, I helped one of my friends start his own restaurant in the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina. And now that thing is like huge and successful. So there was other things that I always said, well, every time you put your hands on something, it turns to gold because God allows you to turn it to gold. Why not go after your own dream? So I released my autobiography, A Polished Soul of the Mike Ray Anderson Story. It became a bestseller on Amazon. Then we shot the documentary. The documentary became an award-winning documentary at different film festivals. So I said, shoot, I'm getting ready to go out there and be who I need to be. And once I did that, I mean, before you know it, you know, I became a lead role in TV shows. I became supporting and lead roles in um, a lot of TV one television shows and ID channel. Mm -hmm. I went and got me an agent. I mean, before you know it, I was on TV shows and films. I was just recently in a film that had a red carpet premiere in Beverly Hills with Vivica Fox and I Daniel Baldwin. Tell us yeah. about that. Tell well, us about it was cross that. Breed. It was Crossbreed. It was a film that was produced by Brandon Slagle and Devaney Penn out of, you know, Los Angeles. And it was a sci-fi film. And I played a supporting role in that. Um, and, you know, it starred, it starred a lot of people, but it gave me the momentum that I realized, okay, all, all the dreams that I had in prison were actually premonitions. that were going to manifest. Yeah. It manifest Gift themselves. of the Holy Ghost. Boo, boo, y'all. Boo, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, so who are you, Mike? And then, and then I realized when the scripture came to me about burying your talents, like the one that he gave the one talent to buried his talent and said, I didn't know what you wanted me to do, so I buried it. And when you came back, I still got my talent. But the other two, they buried two and made five, and one buried five and made ten. I was like, I want to be the one that buries ten and makes a hundred. 
You know what I'm saying? So by the end of the day, when it's all said and done, even though it's it's a struggle in the wilderness, you know, and it doesn't produce as fast as people want things to produce, it still produces and it puts me in a position to where I can become a role model for those that are involved with juvenile incarceration, the school to prison pipelines and all that other stuff. I can become a role model to them without keep having to promote community violence. I can I can be the ones that they look up I can be the one that they look up to versus what Little Wayne talks about, versus what whoever talks about. Oh, I know, right? You know, <laughs> no no yeah, no strike against Little Wayne because I know he does what he does to hustle right. and keep getting his money. But at the same time though, brother, at one point you need to teach our youth to make sure that they, you know, learn from our mistakes. And that's what I try to do. I'm not perfect. I'm not an angel. I still mess up every day. I fall short of glory, you know, the glory every day. But I make sure that I glorify God when I fall because I know that's who lifts me up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like within your darkness to find your light. Yeah, because we all have it's... it. Because you know, the only reason why Satan fell from heaven because he was a manifestation of God. He was created through God. He was an angel of light at one time. And so yeah. I'm just like, okay, who do we become? Do we become Satan or do we become, you know, God's image, you know, because we were created in that image. Right. And, you know, like I said, I fall. I have I have flaws every day. I'm not the perfect person. Sometimes I can say something that's harsh, but then I can lift people up at the same time. So who do I become by the end of the day? I want to be godlike because actually, you know, my name, Mike, stems from the name Michael. He who is like God. So, right. you know, by the end of the day, can I be that dude? Of course I can. Even though I fall short every single day, I fall. I just pick myself up, and that's what I try to teach to you. You know what I'm saying? Dust yourself off, wipe that dirt off your shoe, and carry yeah, on and like, keep your head get high. Off of me. Heck yeah, you have to. Boom, like and that. You know what I'm saying? I always make it a point. I tell people too that give it all away, everything. Give it all to God because if you don't, how are you gonna breathe? How are you gonna sleep at exactly. night? How are you gonna forgive yourself? for the wrongs yeah. you've done to not only other people, but to yourself. Exactly. You don't That's where stress yourself, comes from. You cannot truly forgive anybody else if you cannot forgive yeah. yourself. And I think... But then after you forgive yourself, you got to love yourself too. That's exactly right. And, and what yeah. helps people, and I tell people this all the time, look yourself in the mirror. You, you are exactly. beautiful. You, you got this. You are a good person. You know, you have a purpose. Just even if you don't believe it, tell yourself that until you do, you know, yeah. and, and I think, you know, daily reflection and, w along with meditation on it is very important too for balance. Personally, I agree. You know. you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. You're definitely right about that. Yeah. So, so it's it's been great having you on a new podcast. Um, what what are you working on? Can you tell us any secrets of what you might be working on? I know you can't give big details, but yeah, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually shooting my my biopic right now, my life story. Okay, so it's going to be a real full feature movie, a full feature narrative. Um, you know, and um, it's going to be made for TV movie, but it's probably going to premiere definitely in theaters. And it's called again, a polished soul. It's based on my book and my documentary. Um, I got some great people involved with the cast. You know, some of the great people I got involved is uh, 
Jay Gunn. He's a major artist out of Durham, North Carolina. Okay. That was under, he was on uh, Dame Dash's TV show uh, called Music Mogul. That was on BT. Okay. Um, Shaw Jackson, that used to be on Moesha, Bernie Mac show, uh, uh, all sorts of different shows. You know, she's an actress out of LA. She's in it. Um, uh, Bird, the bailiff from Judge Judy. What? He, yeah, he plays my father in this movie. I um, love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I got so many different other celebrities involved with this project. We finish up uh, production at the end of April, maybe the beginning of May, and then we're going to go to editing, and then it's going to be, you know, on a major network. I'm all, I'm also, I just bought my own TV network, digital network, where I'm going to be. Congratulations. Tell us about that. Fill us in. Well, it's called Hawk TV. Hawk which is H-A-W-K. My mother passed away about a year and a half ago when I was shooting this major film in East St. Louis called Give Us This Day. And you can find that, you know, online. Give Us This Day. I was shooting that film and my mother passed away in the middle of me shooting it. So it kind of like hit me hard. I went through like, in a long story short, I went through hell experiencing the loss of my mother. So Hawk TV, my mother's name was Hannah Anderson. And Hawk TV means Hannah Anderson's winning kid. So my mother was so like giving to the community that her winning kid is not just me. It's everybody that falls under this network, independent artists that want that. Because because what I hate as a filmmaker and as somebody that goes to networks to, to pitch a project, I hate when I'm turned down, but I know the project is awesome. And it's not trash TV, like a trash reality TV right, show. Or right, right. It's something that can lift people up. I hate that when I'm turned down. So I say, yo, let me get my own network where people, you know, literally like they just fortify the community and they have content that is more uplifting versus trash TV or trash reality TV shows. I said, let me create that network and I can be that platform for people that has great shows. I mean, like your talk show, you know, it could be a great talk show, you know, um, on this platform. And so by the end of the day, I created this network and bought it. I invested into it. Even though I, you know, it was the money I didn't want to let go. It was just God telling me, hey, you sacrifice to see, watch what I do with it. So, right. you know, it's going to be on Tiki Live Entertainment, which is a, a platform that's ABC related. Um, these guys out of Miami, they have a great uh, following now for this, you know, digital TV platform. What everybody doesn't realize is everything is going di digital. They tell you to get digital boxes for your TVs, I know. smart TV. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, Fire, Fire, Amazon Fire TVs, and and you know, Fire Stick TVs, and all this other stuff. Um, you know, everything is becoming digital, which is cool because in all actuality, I'd rather have an international platform versus me just being on one network, one channel one hour of the day. I got 24-7, right. you know, regulation over this network now. So if you're an independent person and you want to come holler at me, you got content, you know, definitely I want your content to be, uh, you know, quality. But if you right. got something to bring to me, bring it to me. And guess what? You don't get turned down. You get an opportunity to start because who knows? If you start on this network, what's going to happen in the future? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for our audience, 
that wants to follow you and keep up with what you got going on, where can they follow you at on social media? Well, one of the things I always ask is please go support my Mike Anderson, the actor page on Facebook. The other platform that I always ask people to go to is Instagram, which is actor Mike Ray, A-C-T-O-R-M-I-K-E-R-A-E on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's just at Mike Ray Anderson, M-I-K-E-R-A-E Anderson on Twitter. Like, follow me, help me, help me help you all. Like, boost me up, give me a following, and then I can come back and help my followers become leaders. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's all about. And for our viewers on our new podcast.com platform, if you're on the main page, click Mike's picture above the interview and it will take you to his bio page. I've provided all the links there for you to click, to check out, check out his acting reel. And uh, Mike, if there's anything that you want to say to the world, what would it be? Allow your failures to become your success. Because by the end of the day, if you don't allow your failures to become your success, then you're not ready. And the reason why I say this is you're going to fail. But don't let that be the stopping point. Because by, you know, when you allow a failure to become your stopping point, you just defeated the purpose for your existence. God allowed you to be born for a reason. And if you don't serve your purpose, then you're failing him, yourself, and those that are ready to follow you. So please, don't let your failures become your end. Allow your failures to become your success. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, For our audience, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like this episode, be sure to click like, comment, share, subscribe to keep up with the new podcast content. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month, You can do so at our anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. This is Dawn Piercy signing off and Mike Ray Anderson. And uh, Mike, it's been great. And until next time. I appreciate you. Yeah. Keep it real.